We all want lots of people to be part of our business, especially as customers, clients, members, or just plain fans. But consider those people inside and outside of your business, even the ones who know you best. Are they effective messengers for you? Do they engage in the right conversations and talk about you in a consistent way? When that's the case, growth happens. In the absence of that, well, growth can be uncertain, stressful, and downright exhausting. Today, in a solo episode, I'll share ways you can build a fan base of messengers here on the Manage Your Message podcast. Welcome to the Manage Your Message podcast, where professionals come for ideas and inspiration to grow. By talking about their businesses more effectively and getting lots of other people to do the same. Here is your host, consultant, professional speaker, and author, Jim Carr. Come on in and welcome to the Manage Your Message podcast. I'm Jim Carr. It's wonderful to have you here, whether this is your first time in or even if you're a longtime message manager listener. If you have been listening for a while, then you know I typically bring you in on a conversation with an expert guest, entrepreneur, business leader. This is a solo episode, the third in a short series of four. This mini series, if you will, has major takeaways from my new book, plus some ideas on practical steps you can use right now to put those ideas into action and grow your business. You might be a solo professional, a small business owner, the director of an association or nonprofit. You might be a leader in a big organization. In any case, the everyday conversations in and around your business matter a lot when it comes to growth. For many, it's the key to growing your business especially if you aren't looking to fundamentally change your pricing or your product mix or distribution strategy or even your people. Now, in the previous episodes, I discussed the first chapter of the book, and then I had one on the major section of message for growth, how to craft the right message, the right words, phrases, and stories to help best describe your business. In this episode, I'm going to go to the second major section of the book, which is around messengers. In the past couple of weeks, I was thinking back, I have helped with a Fortune 500 company's big sales summit and spoken to a regional society of dentists. The messengers in the first case were a group of professional salespeople. In the other, the messengers included staff members such as hygienists and of course, patients and even referring dentists as well. Very different types of potential messengers, and yet both are essential to the ongoing health of the business. As I titled one of the chapters in the book in this section, we are all in this. Customer conversations really are for everyone. And as a note here, the book is set out to help you accomplish a couple of things. First, to get a clear simple strategic view about messaging for growth, but also at a second level to give you some practical ideas so that you can identify your most important customer conversations. You can get a clear message that doesn't lead you into sounding like everyone else in your industry. You can enlist and equip other people to join you in talking about the business and set up habits that will bring you more consistency. Today, let's talk about messengers And those messengers, to me, are simply the people, whether they are inside or outside of your organization or both, that you want to share your message. 
And again, whether you are a solo professional or have a team without a base of messengers, it can seem pretty lonely and it sure can be hard to grow your business. To my thinking, when there's an absence of an adequate number of messengers, the crickets are chirping. It puts a lot of pressure on you to be the one to tell the story, to attract attention, to close the deal. It's hard to scale that way. So let's talk about helping equip and motivate messengers. What is it that people need in order to be an effective messenger for your business? Well, as an overview here, let's just start with a few things that those people do not necessarily need. The first, and this one is in contrast to what a lot of us have been taught or have come to assume over the past couple of generations in business. You do not need to be an extrovert in order to be an effective messenger. We've learned in recent years, put some numbers to that, and have found that introverts and extroverts are essentially the same in terms of their effectiveness as salespeople. But what's even more surprising to some folks is that neither introverts nor extroverts are as effective as influential, particularly on the selling side, as are the people in the middle, whom psychologists have come to call ambiverts. I call them the nimble majority. I call them nimble because they tend to be naturally wired for good conversation, for the back and forth of it. They are also the majority. Those in the middle, the ambiverts, are more numerous than are the more pure introverts or the more pure extroverts. So the upshot, the good news for you and looking at your group of potential messengers is that most people are in the middle and they are naturally wired to be effective at this. And by the way, people who are more on the introverted side or the extroverted side of the scale, well, those folks have their own special superpowers. They have their own ways that they can help to both craft a message and to share it. So everyone has a role and everyone has some hardwired talents and propensities that can make them good messengers. What else do people not necessarily need? Well, they don't need to be in sales or customer service or have the title of someone in a traditional customer-facing role. We know that, as the mantra says, everybody is to some degree involved in sales, even if they're not into product or service sales. These days in a tight labor market, Everyone in and around your organization can be a messenger about the organization itself. Finding, retaining good talent is a function for everyone, and it's an increasingly important business goal. What else do you not need in order to be a good messenger? Well, you don't necessarily need to be a trained communicator. The ways to make this hum throughout an organization are to create little nuggets, tidbits that people can use and share in their everyday conversations. They don't have to give a presentation. They just have to be equipped for those everyday conversations. There's one final note of something that people don't necessarily need to have or to be involved in or included in in order to be a good messenger. They don't need to be in any particular age category. There's certainly a lot of conversation these days about Oh, the millennials versus the boomers and the digital natives versus those who have come into it over time. And certainly there are some communication differences in terms of use of the written word versus the visual, the verbal, the 
length of time in conversation, etc. But it was interesting when I was doing research for the book, I found a lot more evidence of commonalities between and among the generations than of differences, a preference for face-to-face communication, a recognition that technology itself can drive people apart as much as it can bring them together. So, while people don't necessarily need to be extroverts or in sales or be trained communicators or be of a particular age category in order to be good messengers, what do they need? I find, in a very simple way, they need knowledge, skill, and confidence. I won't go into the details here, but the knowledge piece is one that I just want to highlight for you. Knowledge within your business can be knowledge of all the things that you sell, the knowledge of what makes for a really good fit customer or client, be the knowledge of the benefits, the outcomes that you help to provide for your customers. It can be knowledge of good stories that highlight in a conversational way what you have to offer. And if you're the leader or you're experienced, don't assume that everybody inside the organization, don't assume that your best longtime customers know all of this stuff. In fact, it's very likely that they do not. So knowledge needs to be packaged and refreshed and shared on a regular basis. In this short episode devoted to messengers, I wanted to make one more note, one that is maybe a little less obvious, more conceptual, and very service-oriented. Now, you might say, hey, Jim, of course, we want more people to understand what we do, to appreciate us, to talk us up in a consistent way. That makes sense that it would help grow the business. You might also wonder, is that good for our customers and prospects? The answer is a resounding yes. Good conversations help everyone. In researching the book, I found a couple of studies that really amplified this point. Fact is, in most cases, it's better for consumers when other human beings are involved in their buying process. So let's keep it real here. Let's take some very common purchase situations for some evidence. I found a couple of studies involving thousands of actual purchases of pizza and booze. Well, let's take the pizza first. A research team led by Avi Goldfarb did a comparison of online pizza orders, those that customers submitted on their own without any human intervention, to telephone orders, which obviously involved talking to someone else. They looked at that at a single pizza chain during a period of four years. Guess what? The online orders, on average, had more special instructions like dividing or combining toppings. The online orders, compared to the offline, also contain on average about 100 more calories than did the phone orders. People ate a little bit healthier when other people were involved in the ordering process. That team also looked at sales at a group of 14 liquor stores in Sweden during a period of a few years. And in this particular case, they were looking at some brands of products whose names were either easy to pronounce or pretty difficult to pronounce. They were studying whether people who might be interested in those particular products would be more or less embarrassed when trying to say the name to another human being, kind of sounding silly. Guess what the result was there? 
the market share of the products that were hard to pronounce increased by more than 8% when the stores changed to self-service. The researchers concluded that buyers behave differently when they aren't sure what to do or might have some little bit of embarrassment in the process. All this means that the people in your organization can play an important role in helping to lead, inform, motivate, and reassure customers in making decisions that they won't regret. You and your teams can improve the buying process through your messengers in lots of ways. They can share what similar other customers are doing and why. You can recommend products and services that go together very well. You can inform buyers of the factors that tend to lead to them being more satisfied when they actually use your product or service. Any of these human interventions help customers and prospects, and they will happen more often and more consistently when you're engaging and equipping more messengers. And the messengers themselves are better off too. If you're the leader, you can break down internal barriers and blind spots, those between marketing and sales, headquarters and field offices, between the front lines and the back office. It engages and empowers more people and helps them know how to share things that make them feel good and make them more helpful in the process. In the book, at the end of the chapters, I put in what I call message manager moments. These are questions you can pose to yourself, to your team across the organization that can help you identify the areas to attack right away. Here are a few of them when it comes to messengers. So first, think about your potential messengers, all of them across the organization and outside of it. Who has the most potential? Who is interacting with customers or maybe potential workers the most? Are they talking about the business today and what are they saying? Take note of the skill levels and the conversational confidence that people have and see if there are ways that maybe some training, maybe some socializing of the message will pay big dividends. And are there any messengers who might need a little restraint? Those are some highlights from the book when it comes to messengers. In the next episode, I'll end the mini-series with some simple management habits that can bring more consistency to your business conversations and more growth opportunities. It occurs to me I did not even mention the title of the book in this episode. It's called The Science of Customer Connections, Manage Your Message to Grow Your Business. You can find Chapter 1 and the introduction, both available for free, on my website, jimcard.com books, so you can check it out there. The full book is available wherever and however you prefer to buy and consume business books. So the paperback version and the Kindle version available at Amazon. You can also find the book uh, Barnes & Noble locations, barnesandnoble.com, indiebooks.com. The audiobook is available on Apple, on Audible. Again, pretty much wherever you choose to find and consume business books, you should be able to find it there. I really appreciate your support of the Manage Your Message podcast, and I would welcome a connection with you. I tend to hang out a little bit more on LinkedIn than any other social media platforms. I'd be happy to connect with you there and would be very happy to talk about bringing this message to your conference, association meeting, leadership retreat, or any other business gathering where growth is at the top of the agenda. You can email me directly at jim at jimcard.com 
My direct number is also on the website, jimcar.com. I look forward to speaking with you. And until next time, message managers, thanks for joining the conversation. Thanks for joining us on the Manage Your Message podcast with Jim Carr. You'll find show notes and other resources at managermessagepodcast.com and jimcar.com. Please help us serve you and other message managers by subscribing to, rating, and reviewing this podcast. And connect with Jim on LinkedIn and on Twitter at Jim Carr. Until next time, we hope your business message is shared well and often.